Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, this is part two of Boys Don't Cry. I'm joined by AJ Adudu and James Haskell, and it was a lot <laughs> more fiery than I was expecting in the first. So much is packed into this around gender politics, about what's expected of men, what's expected of women. Uh, we've been going quite hard on the outgoing people and how they're judged. I feel like we've ignored our more reflective, the Bill Gates, the Dalai Lamas of this world. Let's face it, when these people are left on their own, they're often the cleverest people. They're just never left on their own to shine. But so we're in the world of relationships at the moment. Do you know any couples, without naming them, obviously, where it's they're both the quiet, reflective inward type? Because I do. Mm. And they are hot messes in other directions. Mm. Oh, Cheat our girls. <laughs> they don't sort of seem to. You would think if you put two quiet but confident, reflective people together, they'd give each other their little bubbles to thrive in. But they seem to sort of descend into uh and oh, i can't think of a lassitude it's just come back to me jane austen <laughs> but a sort of flatness a sort of laid backness where the energy pisses out of the relationship i you know think any that i think that's because partly because sometimes with an extrovert obviously this isn't exclusive to all extroverts but mm-hmm. with extroverts they tend to be leaders they tend to want to take charge so Actually, the balance with an introvert is is perfect because where introverts may be very uh, good listeners and a bit more reserved, if they've if they've got this quiet confidence within them, an extrovert will bring that out and go, "You should do this," and you know, "I'll help you achieve that." Two introverts together sometimes when you're when you're both the follower, so to speak, how are any of you going to excel? And I do know a few couples like that where it is just on one level. Sorry, it's energetic, a less triggering word than follower because it sounds so negative to follow. I think some some of us need to rock it up the bum and some of us need to get, (laughs) not literally, Joe. And uh, I know it's been a long lockdown for you, hasn't it? We could try that tonight, Clip. Got any any rockets, love? Got any rockets? (laughs) Amazing. I think followers... Followers and leaders, I mean, I know it's triggering for a lot of people, but I think sometimes in life you have to follow and sometimes in life you have to lead, whether you prefer one way or the other. I don't think I don't think either of them are bad. Oh, you know, you... people say to me, are you a leader or a follower? And I'll be like, well, I like to do both sometimes, but as soon as I've followed enough, best believe I'm taking control. We'll bring you in in a sec, James. I just want to chat with AJ. If there was a guy... We're using introverted here to mean someone that is confident, successful, knows his shit, just happens not to be that I've arrived, fog on, but it's still a very <laughs> and attractive, all the things you're looking for in a man. Mm. What should that man do 
to get the attention of a girl like you? Should he fake a level of extroversion initially? Should he be the sort of just chuck out an Antonio Banderas in the corner, politely buy a drink, be himself and know that you will come to him? What's the? I think a lot of blokes will be like, well, tell me what to freaking do then because I feel like I'm dying on the inside every time <sighs> I go to a bar with my mates. Do you know what, Bye? It's really not even that big of a deal. All an extrovert like me wants a guy to do is just talk to me by looking into my eyes. That's it. Don't look away. Like, if you've got a question, say it with your chest. (laughs) And that that is it. That would be the last time you heard that quote that evening. Don't look away. Don't look away. Look at me. All right, that's why she's single. That's why she's single. You've just hit the nail on the head. For me, I'm sorry. You mean just have the, the, the masculine energy to go come buy your drink, hold your eye and go, you know, my, my, my name's whatever. Yeah. In this, in this, <clears throat> in this story. And, uh, and just start talking. That just is talk. it. Just a normal conversation. Listen, I don't need you. Listen to what she's saying because I know I'll get the message. Oh, I've got anxiety. I can't do. It's about taking that first step. As yes. with any demon, you've got a kick in the face. Just take that first step. Exactly. You've got to take a deep breath and just have it. It's like it's just a conversation. That's all it is. You know, it may go your way. It may not. But how attractive is it for someone to just be themselves in your face mm-hmm. and go? I think you look nice and I just want to chat to you can I buy you a drink or whatever it is wherever you are and I just think the confidence is in just being yourself you don't have to pretend to be this loud man if you're not and you don't have to pretend to you know quiet yourself down if you're if you are loud like just whatever James and then we'll move we'll we'll try to move the topic on do you want to add anything there yeah, I do. I think firstly, just one point. Don't you think that the, the, the relationships with the two followers, their fashion sense is always terrible? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Really, it, it, two introverts together, you're talking like odd, like socks and sandals set up, weird corduroy trousers. It is, so true, anyway, it? It, is it is. It's like absolute. Yeah, that's what I mean. They never go out. It's like absolute no fash. But, but what I was going to say, <laughs> like what I was going to say, though, is, is in regards to Seven. what AJ was saying, is that. So one one thing caveat to all of this is that women do not understand how terrifying it is for a man to approach them, and also that rejection, right? Yep. But I also think it's one of the it's one of the only times in life, like apart from going on a stage, performing, presenting, playing sport, where you truly feel alive. So me and my friend sat down once, and we were sitting down at a table, and we we were talking about, and, I, and we said, "Fucking you know, that girl over there is attractive. This girl's attractive." And so why did you go and speak to her? And I was like, fucking hell, you know, I thought I would get turned down. It's awkward. She's with her friends. And we came up with this thing called, we called the policy, which we said, if we ever said so-and-so was attractive, we had to, without thinking, go straight up and talk to them. And honest to God, you know, we got turned down more times than we, we got accepted, but it was the best thing in the world to go and say, excuse me, I'm really sorry to d- disturb you. I think you're looking fantastic. I wonder if I could buy you a drink. How are you? My name's James, whatever it might be. And sometimes they just look at you like you're a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I hate but, when women do that, but because I, I agree. It, it does take a lot of courage to walk up to anyone and say anything nice, actually. It's, it's, it's way hard. Hello to your neighbours. That's what I mean. This pandemic that we're all talking to each other. It's going to be worse now we're all in masks, isn't it, AJ? You look, you look great. Well, your eyes look great. What's your mouth and nose like? 
<laughs> yeah, but also, don't you think though? Don't you think we're like nor- Northerners as well, though? Don't you think Northerners yeah. are way more friendly? Like, it's like a, there's like that great sketch where a Northerner comes to London and starts saying hello to everyone, and everyone in London shits themselves and calls the police. Yes, they're like <laughs> uh, you know, on the news, it's like Northern people have come to London. They're saying hello to everybody unprovoked. They're making eye yes, contact. Please call the police. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I just, but that's that's so true. But but it's also yeah. it only happens in a car. You go past someone in a car, you want to fucking get out, and beat them up on a boat. Every fuck is waving. Sitting opposite yeah. a tube, you don't talk to anyone. In a bar, you don't. It's like this weird thing. Now everyone's yeah. clapping for the NHS. You're talking to everyone. It's so many different street yeah. dynamics. But, but I think it's important just to for any men listening who are scared. Go listen. Women are scared. Men are scared. Nobody likes embarrassment. But for fuck's sake, you only live once. If the pandemic yeah, hasn't mate. shown one one thing, is do not sit back because if you get rejected, it and they do it in a bad way. It reflects way worse on them than it does you. And they weren't nice people anyway. So fuck them off and move on to the next one. Yes, guys, Haskell. What a speech! <laughs> this was a live one. I get an applause. Fantastic. It's funny what you say about the Northerners because I was I was doing my single thing, like DMing girls like a waterfall <laughs> off the keyboard with my keyboard gun. And uh, Lindsay, who I'm now married to, she was just another girl sitting in the DM back and forth. Yeah, babes, yeah, babes, give me your number. Let's start WhatsApping. She just went straight to phone call. Straight to fucking phone call. I went, here's my number. Send me a WhatsApp. Ring, ring. She fucking, it's asked, got to be an arsehole. It's got to be. She's like, and it just answered, this is ridiculous. My name's Lindsay. I mean, come on, what are we going to do? Text like 14-year-olds. Where are you? What's happening? And she had like quite an old lady voice. I'm like, that is not her. That's some, that's some <laughs> mum or an aunt or something. Because Northern women have quite like grown-up old lady voices, don't they? And uh, it was, it's, uh, I couldn't believe she'd gone straight to phone call. Work though. Work though, oh within one month, full smash. Well, that's good because one, one thing I was going to say is sometimes, um, you know, with that confidence that Lindsay has, I'm like that. I I want to do that. I don't want to be texting forever. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Let's FaceTime. Yeah. Sending Let's emojis like we're 12. Do. do you know what I mean? But then at the same time, so many people think that that is forward. What are your opinions on that? Obviously, well, we're, we're, we're right to the beginning of the chat, you know, yeah. there is, but, there is. You're, AJ, you're quite right to to be scared. I'm not. I wouldn't put myself in the in the usual thing with of, of men. I think a, a lot of men. It's the world we live in. I don't like it. I don't want my daughter to grow up in that world. It, it's more judgy for a girl to be extroverted. As I say, Lindsay is very quiet and introverted, but. Once you're in a personal situation with excuse me, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Best of both worlds, a bit like uh, Chloe sounds. And um, so I, I do, but I do think a lot of men would be like, she fucking phone me, that's dodgy. I, you know, that, that's made me unconfident. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. Personally, I, I, I'm fine with it, but I, can understand. I think there's a prejudice out there against that. But but Chloe, I, I'll give you a situation with Chloe. So I I, I did, like I was a classic DM operator as well, sliding in and out all over the place. And I messaged Chloe, and she absolutely gave me a big old custard pie. Wasn't interested. Saw me coming a mile away. Sportsman morals of you know uh, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I want to apply myself to a dictator. Yeah, not good, yeah. but terrible morals. And yeah. she she piled me off. So she sent me. I asked her, and I basically got in through the back door. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded wrong. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, wow, lads, lads, lads. Um, and I basically got a number. That rocket remark earlier. I am, I am. <laughs> and I basically I, I called her. I called her up, and so I, you know, instead of texting, I called her up, and we basically spent forty five minutes on the on the phone. And I thought I was like on fire. 
right? And the whole way through, she was like, like kind of like laughing. It was like, it's always a good sign. She's laughing. But she kept going, God, you know, you just, you know, just, can you just turn the rugby banter down? I was like, ha ha, she's liking it. In hindsight, she, she told me, she goes, fuck me. All you did was quote Anchorman movies, old school movie, uh, uh, rugby related stuff. She goes, I thought you were just a complete plonker. When I thought we were on fire, we were talking. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those weird sort of situations where you I think it is actually better to talk. at the wedding. I call it yes. like when the uncle dances well, at the yeah. wedding, he thinks he's on fire on the dance floor, but he's just thrusting. <laughs> um, okay, so look, I don't, I don't. As much as I know, the men and women listening to this have got their ears burrowed into their listening devices because this is the shit people need to hear. It would all be what it's been a bit one note all about relationships. The other aspect of being a man or a woman in this world is our squad we surround us by. Yes, a lot of us have mixed sex squad, but most of us got our boy squad and our girl squad, and it becomes just as important in these squads to have those mixtures mm. of personalities. And um, I wondered when the, the shit hit the fan, as it does so much for us guys in the jobs we do, as it does for everyone, are you, do you tend to, AJ, go more to one of your quieter, more listening friends, or would you go to fellow party animal, turn the volume down together, open the wine, knowing that she's going to come back with quite forthright opinions after you've spoken? Yeah, I've got a really diverse um, group of friends, actually. Um, and I think I used to put a lot of pressure on all of my friends. It's like, I want you to be a good listener and a party animal. And I want you to do all of the things that I need you to do for me to, um, you know, balance all of these emotions that I've got going on. But now... Actually, I I turn to certain friends for certain things. I think like anyone. And I do go to um, someone who I know is a really good listener, but also very brutally honest. That's what I really mm-hmm. value in friendships as well. So someone who's still, you know, almost introverted in the, in the sense that they're going to sit and listen and, you know, hear me out but very extroverted when it comes to enforcing their very strong opinions, regardless of whether I'm going to like them or not. They're confident with that. And I, I gravitate towards but, that. Okay. But that person remaining nameless, are they more likely to be one of the, the more, the people, one of the last ones onto the dance floor when you're out, but, but a bit more confident when you're in small groups. So are you a more mm-hmm. slightly introverted type person? Yeah, um, a lot of my out, friends are quite extroverted in in, in a social but you, environment. But in that but, group, if you had to rank everyone from God, most gobby to least gobby, mm. and you've got the shits hit the fan with your boyfriend, where would you go on that continuum? What I'm trying to establish is: is it different for men for women? Because I've got a suspicion that a lot of blokes, probably wrongly, I will go to. <laughs> Whoever is going to give me the biggest slap, oh, fuck it, come on, let's go out and just get wanker. I will go to that person, whereas I probably should be going to my mate. Yeah, I don't know, you need to go let's to call him Kev, Kev, the accountant, who's going to listen and then come out with something reason. But I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, oh, fucking, let's post a picture of our ass online and go out. That's what I want to hear. Mm, so I, yeah, so I, I don't, deny what's happening. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't go to that sort of friend. So. Actually, to your point, I go for the more introverted one. Hask, what, who would you, I, what would you? I don't call anyone. I just go into a room and give myself a Chinese burn. And then I just, <laughs> I, feel, I come back in and like feel better. Now, I, I actually, to be honest with you, I don't really, so I've always, because um, of my sport, I've always sport, spoken to a sports psychologist, psychologist all the way through. So mm. if I'm going to really air some uh, issues and bits and pieces, I'd probably talk to them. Friends-wise, I would 
Yeah, yeah. So I gravitate. You have a massive Barney. You're going out of the house for a drive. You decide to pick up the phone yeah. to call him. I pick. I pick up my 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 best mate does because the reason I do that is is he's very similar to me, but. I, the worst thing you can do in any of these situations is get a yes person, exactly what AJ said. Because when men tell or part women tell a story, they're giving it from their perspective without mm. necessarily giving context. So the worst thing you can do is what I don't want is fucking leave her, do this, she back, you know, whatever. I want someone to go, actually, do you know what? And he does, it's not acceptable to say that. You shouldn't have done that. You've got mm. to do this, you should apologize. Mm. And so, but he is also the, the, a very similar character to me, but not as, not as out there. I think he's much more kind of a quieter, more considered bloke, but he's still a bit of an animal. Do you know what I mean? It's like varying degrees of the the spectrum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The, the, yeah, am, the ambiverts are the best people to go to is what we're discovering. Mm. Do, do, do you think sports, um, this is my sports question, which I, I, forgive me doing sports. You look like you know a lot about sport, Russell. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is mincing a sport yet? Because I, <laughs> I would smash it. And um, Do extroverts make better captains than introverts? Now there is a lot of research that suggests yes. I've actually so for example, I've 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 worked with some guys that you know Churchillian speeches, absolute attention. You know, you know the man at the front, first on the pitch, first out of the field, leads from example, everything. And you know they were probably the most inspirational, inspired because they were you know the 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 skills and orator were like amazing. But some of the the people which were you know I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to scream and shout. I'll lead by my actions. You know. I've also been equally good, but they have the, the ability to, to to speak at the right time. I would say, in my experience, the ones that can combine the outgoingness with uh, with that actions are always the best. And it doesn't necessarily come down to personality, but to motivate a team, you can't have a shy and retiring guy that can't get up and inspire people because sometimes, especially in a team environment, you know, you go to the field with fifteen players. You know, six of them might be feeling tired, injured, had arguments with their missus. You sometimes need to. 
inspire to get that going. So I would say more often than not, the the the, the extroverts who also can back it up with performance are always the best. So who would be an example of like the strong, still very good leader, but a more silent type lead by so, the actor? So a, a Martin Johnson, right? Martin yeah. Johnson who won the World Cup with England 2003, right? Yeah. Knew when to speak at the right time. Was the antithesis of me. If you put two of us in a room, because he ultimately became my England coach, people always wrote in the paper how we would clash. But because... You know, fundamentally, I'm an ambivert where I, when it's time to work, it's time to work. When it, there's a crowd, it's time to form. We actually got on really well. But he was a strong, silent uh, captain who, you know, just had to look at you, led with his demeanour. Mm. Uh, another captain of England, Lawrence Delalio, was a complete opposite. Absolute bravado, you know, tabloid man, you know, uh, amazing speeches, do as I say, you know, you know, big sort of you know, just absolute personality that oozed out of him. Everybody knows Lawrence, you know. You, you, so... They, they do work both, and rugby is a great example when they've combined. Mm. So what do I prefer as a player? Well, I actually prefer the bloke that's going to that can inspire with an incredible speech that makes the hairs go on the back of your neck, and you're ready to go out there and play, as opposed to someone who's like, right, that's we've had a big training week, you know, to do fucking the leap, you know, etc., mm. etc. Right. Well, um, AJ, we just got time for for one more topic, so I'm going to throw you in on the deep deep end on this, which is uh, sort of mo- it's just moved one on from leisure is our holiday experiences because there is strong, again, this, this has been, re- so much of this has been researched because you know what? The, the irony is the introvert quiet people make amazing researchers just behind the scenes collating the data. So yeah. we could say that the research is slightly skewed towards showing the quieter people as these untapped geniuses. The first remark, I'll, I'll just leave it as a remark because we don't have time to go into it today, is that there is just as a little tip for all of you out there in the workplace, including us three, is there is a lot of evidence that in a meeting, in a brainstorm, what should we do on next series? Um, what shall I do uh, in, in my PR? What shall I do on the team next season? When everyone brainstorms an idea, there is a prejudice towards listening to the best worded, most volubly expressed idea that doesn't match the quality of the ideas coming out of everyone's mouth. Yeah. So we always go for whoever put their point across strongest even though that quite guy who might have been a bit shit might have the absolute banging idea that could make you a million bucks. So just a little note for the listeners, next time you're sat around as a family, as couples in a relationship, um, make sure you listen to the quiet point. And it, so I wanted to ask, I just wanted to make that point in a relationship when you both sat there as a couple, let's say, should we take out this loan? We want to build a conservatory. I don't know if it's a good idea. The extrovert verbally expressive one will be very good at explaining why we definitely should take out this loan. We should definitely buy this conservatory and they'll get to a point where they've sold the idea. Whereas on paper, if you look at your finances, this is the example, maybe the introverted quieter partner was coming out with a better idea about how we might achieve those financial goals. So try not to use volume and expressiveness as the way you weigh an idea. Weigh ideas as ideas. So I'll just leave that one there for our listeners as a takeaway. What I want to ask AJ about is something that she and I love doing. Ibiza, I love dancing. <laughs> I love partying. I love having it. Haskell loves having it. He loves partying. You and Ibiza? I'm a DJ. I DJ in Ibiza last Sorry. summer. Can of course, you again. know Patrick Nazim. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. So, yes, absolute dance uh, people who love to fucking have it large, not even medium size. But when it comes to holidays, if you had to choose one from a list here, 
I'll give you two versions of the outgoing. You can, I, I can mm. tomorrow. Lockdown is exempt for you. You can go on a road trip. You're going to be going to a beautiful city. You're not going to stay in a hotel more than one day. Then you're going to have to pack your bags, different restaurants, meet different people, talk to the locals, explore, explore, explore. I, I could fly you out to Ibiza. I've got a villa, but it's party every day. Let's fucking have it for five days. Or wristband, white sand, five days. Which one, which button do you press right now? Because this will go back to extroversion. I go to the wristband, white sand. One of the best trips that I've ever been on in my entire life was a week in Antigua. I went on this yoga retreat by myself, stayed on a white sandy beach and like woke up. I did sunrise yoga and then I drink rum all day and have really nice meals and like, (laughs) fall asleep on the beach to the sound of the waves, wake up a little bit tipsy and then like do sunset yoga <laughs> and repeat. And I did that for seven consecutive oh, mate, days. My one day out was to go and swim with like Stingray. Um, and I got back <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is a bit of me that. I couldn't believe it. I just absolutely loved it. And I do like those partying holidays. Don't get me wrong, but... It's funny that you mentioned Ibiza, actually, because one of my ex-boyfriends used to have a residency at DC-10. But he actually was an introvert, really. He's, He's a music producer and DJ. So, yeah, he plays music to thousands of people around the world all the time. But for the main part of his job, he's in a studio, he's in a room by himself in the dark every day until he's got to go out but, and do a gig. And so he was amazing at planning these holidays. So I'd party with him for his gig, but then he'd have planned like the most amazing restaurants and beach clubs that we could go to during the day. And I well, Which bit did you enjoy life. more? You enjoy, which bit did you enjoy the more? The chill, the chill now. Yeah. I think it's so just because I'm so- I think people would be quite so, surprised to hear that. Yeah, it's because I'm I so fully it, charged the whole time. Yeah, it could- That actually, I when it, it comes to a holiday, I like to have a holiday. I initially thought it might be an age thing because we're not 21. We don't want to just get wankered every day. But yeah. that, that's which is why I threw the cultural nonstop version of it in, like going around fucking Florence, Venice the next day, kind of non, non, non-stop. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering now, now what James is going to answer. I mean, do you, I know we both, we want both ideally, but if you could just, and it's highly likely, it's not, it's not even a pretend example in 2020. You probably are <laughs> going to get one short break in October if you're freaking lucky. <laughs> What would you do? So, so I, I would go with white sands um, and beach. You but know, that's you my shitless. This is what I get no, asked all the I, time. People, I, when, people, I when I say I want to go to Maldives and dribble onto an all-inclusive menu, people I, think, well, I, "Aren't you?" Aren't so you I, I, I'm, like, I'm not. I, I, I read. I sit there and I read. I relax. I play with music. I, I did. I do. I do all that kind of stuff. Chloe and I will, you know, walk down the beach. We'll swim. We'll do everything else. But actually, and to honest with you, we've been to Ibiza every year since we've been together as a couple. And actually what we do is when we go there, we go there for five days or six days. We have one big night. Everything else is lying by the pool, going to restaurants, don't even see anything. And we have the kind of perfect combination of, of, of both and we'll just sit and wake up and train and do everything else. So we actually merge that. But if you gave me one choice now, white sands, beach, just me and Chloe, just chilling would be the dream. It's weird. So we are, we are an odd collection of people, but very... <laughs> No, no, because very broadly speaking, the more outgoing you are, the more likely you are to want to party. Very, there yeah. is a cor- correlation. Obviously, there's a correlation. 
um, but we are weird. Like you say, AJ, but it's the, I don't want this, I don't want this um, program to turn into something that people can't relate to, but we do do jobs that people can't relate to. We do weird, fucking unusual jobs where we're put, leaving it all in the room most of the time. So the part of my brain that would be used for partying and centre of attentioning, attentioning had I led just a normal life is milked dry by the time I finish a tour. Yeah. Like I'm fucking pumping out dust out of my ego by the end of it. So I, I, do you know what I mean? I've got, there's, there's not much left. I've got fucking nothing left. I realise I sound like I've swallowed a research manual on this topic, but it is something I've read a lot about. And yeah. there, is a, there is another strong link between people who exercise and extroversion. So if we take a thousand people who are more outgoing, centre of attention, look at me, mm. they are much more likely, at least twice as likely to do exercise and try and keep in shape than a quieter reflective type. Mm. I wonder why that now, is. Is that to do, this is, I'm just trying to provoke you, and it's, is it to do with us where we like being seen and we want to present a more honed outer shell? Is it because we've got so much energy, we need somewhere to channel it, we love the structure? Is it a combination of both? I mean, let's be honest Honest here, I probably more give a shit about what people think. I realise I'm built like Pepper Army with hair on, but I'm in decent nick for my age. I don't look like my friends, put it that way. They all look like fucking Alan Sugar or Ray Winston, all of them. All of them. <laughs> well, do you know what? It's interesting. I don't know the answer to your question. That said, if I just hold my hands right up and be completely honest, I know for a fact that when I'm running out and about, doing my 5K or whatever, I know that when no one can see me or when I feel like no one can see me, I am taking that run nice and steady. I'm going at a nice little jogging pace. But when I get back, when I turn that corner out of the park and I'm back on my street and I can see that my neighbours <laughs> can see me, it's like my victory lap. I'm running I do so fast. I do that. Perfect I do that. posture. I'm like, oh yeah. I've got this. And then and I then close the door. And then you throw up once you're in your doorway. Like, yeah, <laughs> I close the door and I'm wheezing, panting on the stop. So maybe it is a show off thing. So what? The, so last point, and then we'll wrap up, James. There is some people in this theory of this science of uh, personality and sports personality. I looked it up that believe that when we begin lockdown football, I don't know if there's going to be any lockdown rug, rugby, but when we begin lockdown football, that's going to be streamed online. That different players will shine mm. as before because all an extrovert player's performance is enhanced by the crowd. Whereas a person who struggles with public speaking has anxiety, has a better performance in practice or when they play for a smaller club. And when there's no audience at all, you might find some footballers you've never fucking looked at before absolutely smash this season. Such a good point. Such a good point. Whether it will happen or not remains to be seen. I just wondered whether Haskell suspects it might happen. I, I think it will do. I think that the fear of being judged, the fear of being, um, you know, photographed, film, you know, all those kind of things. If you can shut off, and especially I think with football, you know, the, the invasive nature of the crowds of football, the popularity, the aggressiveness, you know, you take that out, lack of judgment. You know, you've only got your teammates and peers to judge you. And actually that, that can be quite simple. But, you know, but also... You know, sometimes when you're doing a team run, so we have a team run before a game, which will go to the empty stadium, we'll go through our moves, we'll do bits and pieces. There's no one around there. That's always quite a good buzz because you're just being judged by your teammates. You've kind of got that feeling. You know, if you drop a ball there, then you've got the other lads might get into you. But it's not as big as, you know, waiting for a high ball or waiting for a header or control a ball in football. And everyone's like, 
Vodka! That will, that will, that will affect you. So I think, you, I think it's a very good point. And I think you 100% see people thrive better without crowds. And I know there'll be a lot of uh, my fellow comedians going, well, I've tried comedy with no audience many times and it was shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? Funnily enough, I, I, say, I say that as a joke, but about three or four years ago, I started doing these things called caning rants, just where I thought, how can it was purely done to get the topical jokes first before all the panel shows got on later in that week. And so I had something to keep me amused when I was backstage. Once I got used to it, I only just realised it now, listening to you speak, Jane. When I record those canings, I'm such a competent stand-up. Don't get me wrong. I fucking know my shit backwards and I love being on stage with an audience. But when I record those, because there's no audience at all, it, it, it sounds ridiculous. I'm a stand-up. How freeing it is to do comedy down the camera when there's no audience there, once you're used to it. Because you're like, well, I can't hear the lack of laughter. Therefore, I might as well push that joke a little bit further. And sometimes you find shit you didn't know was there. Which there's low, you can probably think of a sporting equivalent. So that literally just occurred to me in that moment. But I've been so I've been doing DJ live streams, right? So I stream from from I've got a great setup and everything else like that. And I, I've been I've been playing there kind of once a week. Now, if I film it and say, for example, I'm recording with Instagram and I can't see the Instagram screen, I don't have any comments on. I'm having a great time. If I make a mistake, it doesn't matter. If I turn that round and you've suddenly got an interaction, so when you're doing your caning, like I love your caning stuff, and I always think what, how amazing it is, how quickly you could talk, how you get it off your head, the way it's edited, I think it's fantastic. If I was giving you live feedback and you were doing that as a live, yeah. and people were like, fuck off, you know, yeah. uh, Russell, that's I not funny. Do them live. That, 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 that affects you, you know. So with the DJing stuff, I've done it sometimes where I just record it and put out as live, or if I do it live, I don't have any comments, because no comments, no judgment, I, f I fucking thrive, I feel brilliant. As soon as I do something else, and someone goes, you're shit, you're boring, and you're looking down going, what are they saying? It derails you, and it's such an interesting thing. If you could do it first time and get a, f a few, you know, deal with the lack of kind of interaction with the crowd, yeah. and you turn everything commenting off, you thrive, you're 100%, if you can do it. Well, um, I think what we've proved is how important it is to embrace these introverted, reflective states how important these people are in life, in love, in sport, in creativity. And it's been an absolutely fascinating, fiery, brilliant chat. Thank you so much uh, to my guest, James Haskell. Please pre-order What a Flanker I Will Be. Have you done the audiobook as well? Uh, it's, it's, I'm recording in, uh, next month. I love an audiobook, so I'll be, I'll be listening a lot on that. Uh, AJ Aduda, well done, winning at lockdown. Go to her Instagram feed, gentlemen. It's uh, She's doing <laughs> some great exercises on there. I go there for the exercise tips every day. And uh, she's absolutely smashing it, James, hitting subscribe as we speak. And um, so, yeah, thank you so much, AJ. As always, I love you. Keep keep us in line. You tell us what the girls are thinking. You don't hold back. That's why we love you here on Boys Don't Cry. I've been Russell Kane, the one that looks like Nick Grimshaw, built like a pepper army, absolute Pilani master until he got married. Uh, if you like what you heard, do go uh, to Boys Don't Cry, wherever you get your podcast, and hit subscribe, smash it straight across the try line, then take your laptop and kick it through two long sticks in your garden and convert the fucking feet. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 